Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Now, jumping into what we're talking about today, again, I want to make sure it's clear because people think I mess up. No, I said persuasion, and I said inception. These are the two most important things, I think, to, to sales. 
and your sales process. And I don't care if you're selling products. I don't care if you're selling services. I don't care if you only sell it on Instagram or you have a really simple funnel. This is the thing that we need to kind of look at. Before we get into it again, I want to go over some ground rules. This is something that I talk about, honestly, every single time I talk. And I think it's important to set ground rules as we share ideas, share energy. And the first ground rule that I have that I promise that I'll always do, which is always give you the real. Sometimes people don't like what I say or how I say it, but it's I say it the way that I say it to help you break through maybe some barriers that you have. So one of my, one of my ground rules that I always have is that I'll always be honest and open. One of the things that I expect from any place that I talk to, any person I talk to, the ground rule that I always expect and hope for is willingness to be open. That's it. The reason I say that is some of the concepts that you'll hear from me and the other thought leaders that come to Breakfast with Champions, you may have heard it before and you go, I've heard that before and you kind of brush it away. The way that I want to look at things is maybe from a point of a scale. And by scale, I simply just mean, how often am I doing that? Am I doing it to its full effectiveness, right? Because some of the things we'll talk about today, for example, storytelling, everyone has heard you need to use storytelling in sales. But the question to ask yourself is how much am I using it? Am I using it to its full capabilities? Maybe somebody talks one day about different marketing tactics or social media tactics. And you have to think to yourself, oh man, I've heard to use reels before. I've heard to use hashtags before, but are you doing it to its full capability? And so the reason why the ground rule is simple, being open and honest about where you're at on that scale is because that's the only way you can really succeed and implement. If we brush everything away and say, yeah, I've heard that before, and you're not where you wanna be, you're the roadblock. One of the things that I talk about almost every single segment, because that's so important, is that every single roadblock you have in your, in your entrepreneur journey, if you're a nine to fiver, you're, you're on the grind, you're working in corporate America, the reason you don't have the promotion you want is because of you, you are the roadblock. Whether you know it or not, you're creating those roadblocks. And so when I say to be open and honest, through openness and honesty, you can have whatever you want. I know it's crazy, but hear me out, okay? When we're open and honest, you can have whatever you want. If you believe that and you accept the, those ground rules, we can kind of get started. So if you haven't seen the movie, literally my entire sales career has come from one movie, right? My sales career has come from the movie Inception, and my personal life, Forrest Gump. I've said it before, but like if we live more our lives more like Forrest, being ignorant to knowing, not uh, being in, ignorant to the fact that maybe we can't do something, man, our personal lives would be amazing. But we're talking about sales today. So the inception, where does this even come from? So if you haven't seen the movie, okay, spoiler alert, I shouldn't even have to say that considering how long it's been out. But Leo and his team, right, have to implant an idea in somebody's head. The whole premise is if you tell somebody to think of a pink elephant, the first thing you think of is a pink elephant. So in order to have a, a very uh, a unique idea, something that is maybe is complex or maybe not so complex, whatever the idea is, you have to implant it deep in the subconscious so that the person believes it's their idea. Why do we have to make sure that they believe it's their idea? It's because they'll accept it better. One of the things that is so annoying about us, us humans is that somebody can tell us the exact roadmap to success, but until we discover it ourselves, we'll never fully grasp it. If it's not our idea, we won't fully pull, put all, all of our eggs in that basket. Again, think back to if you've ever worked in corporate America. If somebody says, hey, I think you should do this, the first thing in your head, depending on the person, would be like, man, I don't, I mean, whatever. But if you come up with the idea, you want everybody on the team. You want everybody to do it, and you're going to work your tail off to make sure that idea works, even if maybe the idea is wrong. You will do all of your energy, put all of your energy into making sure it happens. You'll put all of your energy into that belief. 
think about it again from the belief sector, right? Think about anything you believe about this world or or your 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 background, religious background, whatever it is, your beliefs are so strong, it takes everything. It, it, nothing can really change your mind because why? It's your belief. And oftentimes we look out in the world, whether it's news, whether it's talking to people to justify those beliefs. We'll work harder to make sure the belief is real and correct than we do on disproving it. So that's where the, 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 the concept comes from, right? Is that when it's our belief system, when it's our truth, we will fight tooth and nail to make sure it happens. So how can we take this into sales? Well, the greatest thing is this. There's two points to, to how you use inception in sales. The first is what I what is considered like the Socratic method, right? Coming from obviously uh, Socrates, or if you watch Bill and Ted the movie, it's Socrates. Depending on you know how you like to pronounce it, I prefer Socrates because it's funnier. All right, so the idea is I want to lead you to the idea. I don't want to give you the idea. I don't want to give you the solution. I want to lead you to it. This is my sales method, right? It's coaching people to the sale. Where it comes from again is if I lead you to it and then I help and then I literally get you to the door but I let you walk into the door, it's now your idea. However, I tell you, hey, we gotta walk into this door. This is the door you have to walk into. Guess what? You're gonna be, your role, the, the, the barriers come up. You're immediately like, hey, this is salesy. I don't like this. It's, it's not my idea. The goal of sales is not to get someone to go, this makes perfect sense. This is everything that I need. I know it's counterintuitive, but sales should not be about, yeah, this is everything I need. I got this, this is perfect. Thank you so much, Raylan. It should be, oh my God, I never, I never considered that. Even more so, the goal should be, hey, I know this is not why you called me, but I want to be a part of your program. I want to be part of your offer. I want to buy your product. They come to you with the idea, even though we did all the work to get them there. The best way to help lead somebody to an idea, similar to Inception, is by planting seeds and watching it grow and letting them actually harvest it Self. It's through storytelling. One of my favorite stories I used to tell, I, used, I call it the post-close. It's after you sell somebody, they're like, yes, I'm in, I'm willing to buy it. But one of the things we have to kind of uh, worry about sometimes is there is buyer's remorse, okay? Depending on the price tag, they'll freak out, right? We've all been there probably where somebody spends maybe out of their means a slightly, right? Let's say it's a high ticket program and they put their whole savings into it. If they are human, they're going to go, oh my God, what did I just do? Oh my, like their heart starts to beat really fast or hands get sweaty and they're like, man, what if this doesn't work? I'm just, I'm out, out of this money. I don't know if I can make this work. Okay, they're freaking out. So what I always talk about is we have to give them what's called a post-close. So the post-close is for me a story. Now the, my favorite story, and in order to make sure they understand that what they decided is uh, on is, is the right way to go about it, is the old story of how Mexico became Mexico, right? So there's this guy, his name's Cortez. I don't know if anybody's heard of him. But he goes over and decides, I'm going to take over Mexico, okay? Now, obviously, it wasn't called Mexico then, but whatever. You get the point. So he goes there with a handful of ships. He's a little egotistical. He goes, we can defeat the enemy with a handful of ships and a handful of men. They go, they get there and realize they are out, man. There's no way they can win, okay? So his men, the soldiers are freaking out. They want to go home. They're like, I don't know. We, we can't win this. So Cortez, uh, Cortez, rather, Cortez does the thing that... Uh, most great leaders do, at least what you should do, is give a great speech, right? Or maybe inspire them, but instead he inspires them in a different way. He turns around and burns every single ship. He burns all the ships. Why in the world did he burn the ships? 
Burn the ships because there was no way home at that point. They either would stay, fight and win, or they would die. There's only two options at that point. And when you only have two options, you either succeed or you don't. I'm willing to bet you put all your energy in succeeding. And obviously, we all know how that worked out. Mexico is obviously called Mexico now. So the reason I tell that story is because one of the things I realized, the root cause of you panicking, freaking out, is because you think there are other options. You start thinking about, well, what if I do this or what if I do that? It's kind of like when you pull up to Target or your local grocery store. It'd be like if you parked and then as you got out of your car, you're walking, you found an, another opening and you're like, oh, man, let me go back and move my car because it's closer. No, you, you make the decision, you stick to it, and you make it work. So the reason I tell the story is because that story elicits a response, an emotional response. You could see it as I was telling the story and you can understand without me telling you, you should stick to your decision. We're going to make this work. There are no more decisions to be had. There's no more options. You either make this work or you don't, and the choice is yours. That's what I'm telling you. However, if I come out and say, hey, guess what? There's no going back now. That's, that's going to elicit a different response. So as we're going into Inception, that's one of the options we have is great storytelling. But how do we know where to tell stories? One of the biggest uh, obstacles or challenges I give to some of my clients is, if you, what if you went through an entire sales call and every single objection you get or offer, so to speak, they give you, and by that I mean they say, hey, I can't make this work, that's an offer, right? Not necessarily objection, but I look at objections like offers. They're saying, hey, I'm offering another deal, and you can either decide to accept that offer, which is, hey, they can't afford it or they don't want to do it right now, or you can come back with a counter offer, which is I think we can make it work. But what if you went through an entire sales call, you went through an entire sales interaction without never once addressing directly the objection or the offer? What if instead you use all stories? Now, these could be stories from books. These could be stories from your clients. But I'm willing to bet if you spent more time on curating analogies and stories that it would hit at the heart and the root cause of the problem. And again, it'll help them come to the idea themselves because as we know if i tell you the idea if i tell you what to do depending on the relationship we have etc you'll be less inclined to do it than if it's your idea and not to mention don't we want to make our clients or future clients or prospects feel more empowered the thing that i see about sales today that that is frustrating to say the least is that it comes from a place that your client your prospect is not is broken like they don't have certain things they have pain points and we have to address those pain points and make them whole again. But the way that I always come from it is you have all the answers. My job is just to show you you have the answers. What you're paying for is to me to lead you to the answers that you already know is there. You know you need more sales. I'm just showing you maybe another opportunity to get to those sales. I know you need more leads, but maybe I'm just showing you the direction to get there. And so by showing them, hey, this is a, the idea, and them accepting the idea as, as their own, guess what? You're going to have a more empowered prospect. You're going to have a more empowered lead. And an empowered lead does one thing that we all want them to do, which is to make a decision. It's to simply make a decision. Oftentimes I talk about what is inspirational selling, okay? To me, inspirational selling is, sell, is inspiring someone to take action. I don't care if you take action with me or not. I just want you to take action. Why? Because I care about you. And the best way to show someone you care is to teach them how to get there, right? Is to coach them to the sale. If anyone is, uh, any one of us have kids out here, we know how hard it is to go, like for example, my, my son, he's almost three years old. 
And we're going through the why stage right now, which for parents, depending on who you are and your patient level can be incredibly frustrating, <laughs> right? Just this morning, I'm getting my son ready for school and we put his little lunch in his little lunchbox and he's pulling out all the food. And I'm like, son, leave the food in the lunchbox. We have to take it to, uh, to school. He goes, why? I mean, why? Like, we just got to do it. We got to do it that way. Why? 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 <sighs> okay, so that doesn't work. So it's somewhat what we're talking about. But what I did was I distracted him. I told him a story. I told him a story of a kid that pulled all of his food out of his lunchbox and didn't have lunch for school. And as all the, all the kids were eating, he was sitting there staring at all their food and didn't know that he, had, he could have been there eating with them too. So instead, he just got hungry. He stayed hungry. He didn't know what to do. And what did he do? He goes, well, why, Dad? Well, because he took all his food out of his lunchbox. So what's funny is we've been telling stories since we were cavemen and women, okay? Someone touch a fire. What do you do? You said, don't touch that fire. Well, they're still curious, though. I want to touch the fire. Tell me not to touch the fire. I still want to touch it. So instead, they tell a story. There's this big flame. It was red. I reached over. I touched it. And it burned my hand to a crisp, right? You tell a story. Why? Because it helps lead you to the idea yourself. The other reason why this works is a word I used earlier called persuasion. So Robert, Robert Caldini, he talks about, obviously, he wrote a great book called Persuasion. Obviously, he's like an expert here at Arizona uh, State University on persuasion and all those things. And he says, what if the, the, the art, the method of persuasion start, starts way earlier than we thought it did? What if you could start persuading someone well before you actually have the interaction that you think you're persuading them? And he called it persuasion. And honestly, he gave the analogy the best way uh, ever. I've tried to come up with better ones, still haven't, so I'll just use his. And basically what he said was, imagine if you were to take a seed of a crop. Let's just call it a flower, whatever. You, you have a flower, you have a seed for a flower, you can plant it in a very messed up soil, okay? Here in Arizona, nothing grows, okay? So, so you put it in the soil, and you sit there, and you water it, you water it, you give it food, you give it fertilizer, do all the things, and you're watering it, and nothing grows, okay? A lot of your marketing... A lot of your sales interactions, your sales methods is doing just that. You're taking a seed, or in our case, a lead, and you're putting it in the soil, and you're wondered, wondering why you're frustrated at the fact that nobody's buying. They're not growing. Okay. So what if we do something instead? What if we get the soil ready for them for, first, then plant the seed? As we get the soil ready, that's where your persuasion comes into play. Persuasion for us in the day, uh, day and age of social media can start, for example, in our stories. It can start, you know, in the IG lives. You start persuading them by posing different questions to them. If you ask the right question, they will come to the right answer. And the right answer, hopefully, is the solution with you. If I made it so that way, by the way, this is a very extreme thing, but we say all the time in sales, the goal of any sale interaction as well as coaching, by the way, this is very similar things. If you're if you have employees and you're trying to coach them to be better employees, this is the tactic you use as well as sales. Because by the way, they're very similar, but that's a whole nother conversation. But if we're trying to get somebody to take action in a certain way, posing questions is the best way to do that. So I always say, like the 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 if you do a pie chart of who's talking, 20% of the time you should be talking. 80% of the time you should be listening. Only 20%. And that 20% should be the intro, a little bit of the solution maybe, and then some sprinkling in, you know, asking clarifying questions. That's it. 
But what do we do most of the time in sales? We talk the whole time. Hey, here's my offer. Here are the features and benefits. Here's why it's great. And you talk and you talk and you talk. And there is such a thing as talking yourself out of a sale. And most of us do that. So by giving you the limit of the 80-20 rule, by giving you the limit that you can only talk 20% of the time, it will allow your lead to lead themselves to the buy through asking outstanding questions. So an example of this, right, persuasion, whatever, is let's say towards the end of the sales call, you go, let me ask you this. Why do you think I should work with you as a client? Tell, tell me about you. Tell me about the reason why out of all the clients that I could possibly work with, you are the one that I should work with. Okay. As the answer to the question, they're doing two things. One, they are selling themselves on your service because they're selling them to you. That's what we want. We don't want to sell. Nobody wants to sell anything. So we have them sell to us. The other thing we're doing is there's a little caveat to this, which is in order for them to become a client and your client, right? The question was, again, tell me why you should be my client. Tell me why you, you will be the best client I ever have. You'll give me the best testimony in the world. Tell me why you will implement amongst all the other clients that I have. In order for them to make that true, they have to buy from you. Hence inception. I'm leading you to the idea. Right. So if you look at, again, if you're doing sales interactions and you look at your call script, the question I always ask is, do you know why you're asking that question? Do you have any idea why you're asking the question you're asking? Far too often, the scripts that I see, the call guides that I see, whatever. First and foremost, if you don't have a call guide, you don't have a call script, you need one. Okay. I'm telling you right now, you have to have one. I know there's some people that I work with that are like, I don't need one. I know what I'm doing. Okay. But do you though? <laughs> Because if you're not getting the results you want, you don't know what you're doing, okay? So there's two reasons for having what I call a call guide. I don't call it a script because a guide it, it explains that depending on how they're responding back to you, you should be able to adapt and move and do all those things. If you have a script, it, what people do typically is ask one question after another, even though they don't make sense. But the other reason too, if you're an entrepreneur and you're planning on scaling, you're going to want to decode what's working. Don't just go out willy-nilly and then you get success, for example. You, let's say you get lucky and you're really good at interacting with people and you're really good at persuading and you're landing a bunch of sales. What happens one day when you have to hire your first salesperson? Part of what I do, for example, is I, I, if an entrepreneur or a company needs salespeople, I'll recruit salespeople for them and I'll train them. And the biggest issue that I have, I'll say, okay, well, what works for you? Like, why are you so successful selling this thing? And they have no idea. What I do is I decode success from one person and I give it to another. But if you don't know why you're successful, it makes it really hard to make the next person successful and the next one after that. So again, the base of what we're talking about today, and the one thing I want you to walk away from is, is the simple thing is in your sales interactions, again, whether it's online or whether it's in person or over the phone, Zoom, whatever, if you are talking more than 20%, you need to cut that down to just 20%. And you need to think of every question as if you are getting the soil ready for the prospect to be able to actually grow and hopefully grow with you. If you are not using stories, maybe it's time to do so. Simply just telling somebody, hey, I can help you get to X, Y, and Z is what everybody else is doing. The truth is the best way to be different as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, whatever, is to sell different. That's the easiest way. 
in order to sell different, you have to do it in a different way, a different method. So which is coaching people to the sale. So look at your questions, go back and think about how you do sales. Again, it could be online, it could be in person, whatever it is, and ask yourself, are you asking enough questions? Are you helping your audience build their competency and trust in themselves to buy with you? Because the answer is no, if you're not asking enough questions, that could be the reason why you're not getting the results that you want when it comes to sales. And the final thing I'll say is this, right? So my company, the Elevated uh, Sales Academy, and for those that obviously are, are, are listening to what I'm saying and say, man, I, I really could use some help actually making sure this happens. If you've been stuck at a certain dollar amount for a long time, maybe it's time to look at different opportunities. And obviously I'm here for you. Just DM me the word inspire and we can figure out how we can work together. But the key is you have to learn how to sell differently. If you're not getting the results you want, as we said in the beginning of this talk, it's you. It's not the market. It's not the leads you get. It's not any of those things. It's you. Start there. Start improving the way you do sales. Start improving the way that you inspire people to want to be better and ideally better with you, and you will get the results you want. With that being said, I've been talking a long time. I want to give up the next six minutes for any questions, any any comments. I think I heard somebody uh, on, on unmuting, so go ahead. Hey, Raylan, it's Donna Michelle, the corporate diva. How are you? Donna! Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Good, good. We had a chance to chat, but I just wanted to shout out something that really resonated with me. Um, I love the concept shift that you just said. You're not missing something, Mr. Customer. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. You're complete and you have your answer. And then you, as a salesperson, just help them to draw it out. Brava. I love that. I'm complete. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Exactly. Exactly right. The goal is ultimately to help. So there's something that I, that I call the, my mind shift to sale method. Mind shift to sell. The reason I call it that is because I think the biggest issue we have in our sales community is that we don't ever address the number one cause of people not buying or you not performing at your best abilities. It's your, it's your mindset, okay? So we're talking about mind shifting them. So what I'm doing on the call is not selling an offer. I'm selling a dream that you could be better you could be more you, you could have everything that you want. And if you truly believe that, you'll do whatever it takes to have it. The how does it matter as much as the who, right? So, but first I have to make sure you understand who and what you want. Because if you don't know who you want to be and what you want, I there's no purpose to me. There's zero purpose to me. If you have no idea what you want, you're not gonna know the problems you need to solve. You're gonna be kind of just kind of picking coaches or programs or services willy nilly. And that's honestly what a lot of our problems are today. We don't know what we want and maybe we're even afraid to say what we want. And so my job as the salesperson is to coach you up. And by coaching you up, I don't mean, I'm not gonna give you the solution, right? Cause I don't know it yet. We have to work together in order for me to find it, for us to find it together. By coaching you up is helping you get to the point where you can actually buy. I give you a kind of a silly example really quickly. I was DMing somebody not too long ago that reached out to me and said, hey, I wanna work with you, right? They DM me the word inspire. So we're, we're talking, I said, you know, I think it's really important to know what questions to ask. And so, you know, obviously with this, what, what questions do you have? And if you don't have any, it's also okay to say, I don't have any, I don't know. She said, I don't know. So what did I do? I started coaching her. I started teaching her how to buy from me. 
I said, well, one of the questions I would ask is why in the world would I invest money into working with a sales coach when maybe I don't have a sales problem, I have an, uh, a different problem. So I'm giving her questions to ask me, right? I'm coaching her, why? Because if she's more empowered to buy, she's going to do it. But if she, if she doesn't know what questions to ask, if she doesn't know how to go through my buying process, she won't go through it. So with that being said, let me pause again, because again, I just went on another tangent. <laughs> let me ask everybody again, uh, what other comments or questions do you have about what we were talking about today? This art of persuasion and inception. Let me ask the question a different way. What will you do based on everything we talked about today? What is one thing you're gonna take away and try to implement in your business? What will you take away and start to investigate whether or not you need to increase maybe your storytelling or increase the amount of questions you ask or asking better questions? What is something that you took away from this that you need to start implementing today? Hey Raven, this is Cynthia, I can hop in. Go ahead, Cynthia. So uh, in my notes, I, I did really write down, tell me why you'd be an ideal client for me. I, I really love that um, as a part of the closing commentary. I appreciated hearing um, that we're kind of leading uh, the customer to the sale and the fact that it needs to be their idea. So I certainly I took that away. And then I, I uh, highlighted you stories to sell. Uh, talking 20%, listening 80%. So those are my three takeaways. And thank you so much. This is very helpful. Cynthia, I'm going to give you another question in one minute or less than one minute. So Cynthia, you're a wellness coach or can you, in, in 10 seconds or less, tell me what you do. Yes, I, I'm an online wellness coach. I'm a registered nurse and um, I like coaching midlife moms in their uh, journey and transformation process to make their wellness a priority. So that's so one of the questions I know it's is probably you use is hey why is wellness important to you why as a mom do you care about being fit enough being healthy enough to be around for your kids so what I just did there is kind of similar to what we're talking about so I said why do you want to be fit and healthy in order to be around for your kids now most people the way they ask the question is why do you want to be well uh, why do you want to be more more healthy but I cornered them and said hey why is it important for you to be healthy for your kids? Because the question sometimes we ask is too broad. What I did was, again, I persuaded you to answer the question about your kids, because I know that's probably your driver. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank no you. No problem. Okay, so with that, with that being said, that is my time on a... Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.